Okay, welcome to January 25th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. 1995, the Black Brant Scare. Boris Yeltsin almost committed Armageddon on this day in 1995. It started out as a normal day like any other. The United States and Norway were conducting an experiment with a Black Brant four-stage sounding rocket. It launched off Spitsberg, the northwestern coast of Norway, with the purposes of studying the Aurora Borealis. That's all it was doing. Norway told 35 countries, including Russia, that this experiment would be taking place. But for some reason, the Russian Defense Ministry didn't pass the memo to the on-duty radar technicians at the early warning center of the launch. Russian President Boris Yeltsin, his defense minister and chief of staff, were informed of the missile launched, and out came the nuclear briefcase. Now, folks, if you don't know what the nuclear briefcase is, it's literally a briefcase that somehow authorizes the use of nuclear weapons. Yeltsin's finger was on the proverbial button, my friends. This was definitely it. The world's going up in flames now. Russia had 4,700 missiles ready to go. Luckily for everyone and everything on planet Earth, the Norwegian rocket fell back to the ground outside of Russia. That was close. The incident marked the only time in history the briefcase was rolled out. Moving on to invention and patent news, 1881. Thomas Edison and Alexander Graham Bell form the Oriental Telephone Company. It would be licensed to sell telephones in other countries, such as Greece, Turkey, India, Japan, China, and more. Countries receiving phones would have a three-digit numbers, which changed to four, then five, then finally seven. In 1958, G.D. Dows invented and operated the first marble soda fountain, which he patented on January 25, 1863. <clears throat> on that very same day, my friends, in 1863, Burnside was relieved of command. Burnside was assigned command of the Army of the Potomac after General George McClellan was unable to catch up with Robert E. Lee of the Confederate Army of Northern Virginia. Burnside boldly attempted to go after Lee's army in Richmond, but dragged his feet and soundly lost the Battle of Fredericksburg on December 13th, along with 13,000 men compared to Lee's 5,000 fallen. President Lincoln decided to give Burnside a second chance, and Burnside and his troops attempted to go after Lee in what would become the Mud March, during which Burnside's men slopped their way while Lee's troops heckled at them from across the Rappahannock River. Lincoln relieved Burnside of duty and appointed General Joseph Hooker to take command. Finally in Super Bowl news, 1981. Raiders beat the Eagles 27-10 in Super Bowl 15. The Eagles were favored by three before the game, but after the first quarter, it was 14-0 Oakland, and the Eagles couldn't catch up. Helen O'Connell sang the national anthem, and Jim Skinner production presented the Mardi Gras Festival for the halftime. In 1987, the Giants beat the Broncos 39-20 in Pasadena, California. Neil Diamond sang the national anthem. The first half was tight, with the Broncos up 10-9, but in the second half, Giants quarterback Phil Simms 
and the big blue wrecking crew unleashed fury on the Broncos, holding them to only two net yards for the entire third quarter. In 1998, however, the Denver Broncos would make their comeback and defeat the Green Bay Packers in Super Bowl 32. John Elway v. Brett Favre The Packers had just won the big dance the year before and were 11-point favorites coming into this game. And what a game! First of all, Jewel sang the national anthem and the halftime show was performed by Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Martha Reeves, and Queen Latifah. It was truly epic. Almost as good as the game itself, which was close almost the entire time. But Broncos running back Terrell Davis, who had to sit out much of the second quarter due to a migraine, was the game MVP with a Super Bowl record three rushing touchdowns. The game was played at Qualcomm Stadium and was refereed <laughs> by Broncos' favorite referee, Ed Hockley. Not that I'm bitter or anything, being a San Diegan. And that's it for January 25th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks for listening.